Are you looking for resources and best practices to help educate your family members, friends, and coworkers about the COVID-19 vaccine? The American Healthcare Association and National Center for Assisted Living launched a campaign promoting the adoption of safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines. The vaccine is a life-saving turning point in the fight against the virus to protect our nation's seniors, our loved ones, our colleagues, and ourselves. Welcome to Get Vaccinated, a podcast from Horn Healthcare. Hello, I'm Barry Plunkett, your podcast host. We are excited to have Courtney Bishnoy, Vice President of Quality and Programs at the American Healthcare Association and National Center of Assisted Living, well known as AHCA NCAL. Since the start of the pandemic, Courtney has led the association's efforts related to COVID-19 testing and vaccine distribution in long-term care facilities. She serves as a liaison to CMS, HHS, and CDC teams, as well as academic partners to develop testing and vaccine guidance and resources for long-term care providers. We invited Courtney to our podcast in support of AHCA NCAL's campaign, Get Vaccinated, so she can share with you strategies to improve staff vaccination rates, debunk myths, and share important facts about the vaccine. Courtney, we're glad to have you on our podcast today. Thank you, Barry. I'm really glad to be here and to be speaking to your listeners about such an important topic that I'm so passionate about. So thank you for having me. Let's dig right in, Courtney. Can you share why AHCA NCAL started the Get Vaccinated campaign? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So it's apparent that long-term care has been one of the hardest hit industries by this pandemic. This is a virus that's highly contagious and heavily impacts the elderly and those with multiple underlying health conditions. And obviously we provide care to those very same individuals in a congregate setting, which makes this the perfect storm for this virus. So the CDC and the federal government recognize the impact this has had on our setting and prioritize us for these life-saving vaccines. And while there are many people out there who desperately wanted to receive this vaccine first, there were even more people who were concerned with being asked to take this new vaccine. And this was really scary to a lot of people. And so we realized that we had this unique opportunity to become a leader in promoting the health and safety of these vaccines, which is why we launched the Get Vaccinated campaign to help our providers reach their staff, but also to reach the public directly. And these vaccines have been truly life-saving in long-term care. There's this amazing graph on our website where you can see the cases and deaths climbing week to week, just climbing up and up. And then all of a sudden you see this dramatic drop in December where the cases and deaths just plummet. And that drop started the very same week these vaccines began rolling out in nursing homes. So to put it to numbers, on December 20th, nursing homes reported over 33,000 new cases of COVID and over 6,000 new deaths as a result. And as of early July, we had 722 new cases and 100 new deaths. That's predominantly due to these life-saving vaccines. 
So when you hear a public health official say that this vaccine is the best tool to fight this pandemic, that's exactly what they mean. But with all the recent attention on staff vaccination rates and the Delta variant, it's obvious that we have so much more to do to promote their widespread adoption, which is one of the reasons I'm so happy you asked me here today. What are some of the common myths and misinformation that we see and hear about the vaccines? Yeah, that's a great question. And unfortunately, these vaccines have been subject to widespread misinformation since even before they received their emergency use authorization from the FDA. Some of the commonly reported concerns we heard early on were whether these vaccines were rushed, the safety, people worrying about short and long-term side effects, A lot of people wanted to wait and see how it worked in other people before getting it themselves. And then, of course, one of the big concerns we heard very early on because of the demographics of our staff was um, whether or not these vaccines can impact a woman's fertility. So we started, we've also recently started hearing a lot of concerns over breakthrough cases. People are wondering why they'd get the vaccine if they can get COVID-19 anyway. And while it's understandable that people who hear or read concerning information may be hesitant to get this vaccine, the information they're hearing is incorrect most of the time and not founded in science. And so I think it's important that we talk about facts. First, these vaccines are extremely safe. Not only were they tested on tens of thousands of people in the clinical trials without any safety issues, They have now been given to over 160 million Americans alone with intense oversight and monitoring by both the CDC and the FDA. And they were not rushed. The mRNA technology used in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines has been in development for over 30 years. And because the entire world, through their financial resources towards the development of the vaccines, They were able to be developed more quickly without rushing or cutting any corners. For example, normally the manufacturing of vaccines happens after the clinical trials are completed, but this was done at the same time because of the extra financial resources and backing that was made available to these pharmaceutical companies. And there's no evidence that these vaccines have any impact on fertility or any credible scientific link between these vaccines and female fertility. So basically, reproductive experts, experts in the field are out there saying there's literally no plausible explanation for how getting this vaccine would even impact your fertility. And in fact, in the Pfizer Moderna clinical trials, as many women with the vaccine got pregnant as in the placebo group. And finally, in terms of effectiveness, this concern over breakthrough cases, These vaccines are extremely effective at preventing hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19 and very effective at preventing any kind of illness. So that despite the current surge in cases we're seeing right now due to the Delta variant, the country has seen a 70% decrease in deaths from last summer. And the vast majority of cases are occurring among individuals who are not fully vaccinated. So the CDC reported that from January through May of 2021, less than 3% of hospitalizations occurred in fully vaccinated persons, and 99% of deaths are from non-vaccinated individuals. So the most effective way to protect yourself and those who you care for is by getting a vaccine. And particularly for those people who are living with someone who isn't vaccinated, 
such as children under 12 who don't have the opportunity to be vaccinated or someone who's immunocompromised or even just at more risk for negative outcomes from COVID-19, it's even more important that you get vaccinated to protect those people in your home or in your lives. Courtney, that was amazing. Terrific information. Thank you. And I hope that answered a lot of questions and certainly eliminated some of the myths. Now for facilities struggling with low vaccine rates among staff, what strategies can owners, administrators, and other leaders of long-term care facilities implement to encourage vaccine-hesitant employees to become vaccinated? Yeah, another great question. Um, What we're finding is that the most important thing providers can do is understand their staff members' concerns. Hesitancy is clearly a very complicated issue and it can be shaped from cultural, political, or societal perspective. Providers need to listen to their staff and understand their concerns in order to develop effective strategies. So for example, a staff person who might be hesitant to receive the vaccine because they believe it will impact their fertility, they'll require different strategies or information than a staff person who may not wanna be vaccinated due to a distrust of government. So leaders must employ multiple strategies to reach staff. Anyone who's out there right now trying to encourage staff to get the vaccine knows that it's not one conversation or one all-staff meeting that solves this problem. This is an ongoing challenge that leaders must address with ongoing strategies. Leaders should employ communication strategies that are frequent, targeted, and personal. This means they need to happen often, they need to be targeted towards the staff's concern and involve personal conversation and interaction between leaders and staff. For example, one provider I know of spent months educating their staff on the vaccine, the science behind the mRNA technology and the safety and importance of getting the vaccine. And they've achieved more than a 90% uptake among their predominantly minority staff. Senior leaders should have one-on-one conversations with their staff that show empathy and care for their concerns. And when talking to staff, leaders need to consider the language they're using and modify their message based on any feedback they get from staff. They need to listen to staff's concerns and respond without judgment or reproach. They need to use trusted sources to share information, such as the CDC, public health officials, and address misinformation with facts. So for example, if a staff person has read or learned from someone that the vaccine will give you COVID-19, you should ask them where they got their information and then address it with information of your own from multiple trusted sources and offer the opportunity to talk to a doctor and another staff person who received the vaccine. It's also important to meet people where they are. So it may be that a trusted source to one person is different than a trusted source to another person. So pulling from sources that you know that staff person will respond to based on their own perspective is really important. Safety is also a big concern among people. People want to hear from trusted medical professionals. And so providers should make available medical professionals to host town halls and address staff concerns. Leaders should seek out staff members with influence in the organization that are on board with the vaccines and can help encourage or influence other staff to take the vaccine. 
And employers have to support their staff in receiving the vaccine. There's things like paid time off for the vaccine administration and any side effects that might incur. It's incredibly important that you break down any barriers that might exist to getting the vaccine, whether it be transportation, time off, or any other concerns that staff are facing. You have to help address them to make sure that they get the vaccine. For example, early on, we heard a lot of staff who were frustrated that they were being asked to get the vaccine on a Friday before they had the weekend off with their children. So you don't want to ask a person who might have potential side effects to take time out of their personal life to deal with those side effects. You want to make sure that you're breaking down all the barriers possible and making it as um, palatable as possible for that person to get the vaccine. Employers and organizations should also incentivize and celebrate staff who do take the vaccine. And finally, providers should focus their messages on positive benefits of taking the vaccine, such as reduced testing that they might have to undergo, promoting the safety of the residents who staff members truly care for, and protecting themselves and the others that they love in their lives. Thank you. Trust and good communication is paramount. Thank you for those great suggestions. Now let's talk about mandates. If we place mandates in the workplace, does that solve all the problems? And is the work done as an employer? If it were only so easy, unfortunately, no. Mandates are obviously an extremely hot topic right now. You can't really open your news browser without seeing something about mandates in the news. Many major and high profile employers including the federal government, have recently announced or are preparing to announce mandates for their employees. And HCNCAL just re- released its own statement in support of employers who choose to enact a mandate. But it's a conversation that each organization must have and a decision they need to make based on their own unique factors and circumstances. We've seen really great examples of where mandates have been successful. And then, unfortunately, we've seen some examples of mandates that have not been successful. A mandate has to be accompanied by all the same strategies we talked about earlier. Staff members need to understand why the employer is establishing a mandate, why it's important, and aligned with that employer's mission and values. We recommend employers set a deadline for the mandate to be enforced and allow time to talk with the hesitant staff, hear their concerns, and hopefully convince them to be vaccinated. The topic of trust is talked about among almost everyone today, especially when it comes to government, big pharma, big tech. So this has a huge impact on vaccine rates. Where do you think the biggest trust issues lie? And can we help long-term care facilities overcome those? Yeah, trust is just a huge issue. And unfortunately, it's one of the reasons that this misinformation campaign against these vaccines has been allowed to spread so rapidly through the population. And it is a complicated and um, difficult issue. The best way a long-term care facility can overcome that is to establish their own trust with their employees. Employees need to feel that they're cared for by their employer. Otherwise, they're not going to trust them. So employers need to show their employees that they care about them, about their own health and safety and well-being as an individual in order to overcome the distrust that exists out there in our society. 
This really goes back to the communication strategies I talked about earlier, about listening to your staff, showing genuine care and empathy for their concerns and their lives and the impact that this has had on their personal and professional lives, and focusing on what's best for your staff member's health and safety, which is to get the vaccine. But employers also have to lead by example. They have to show employees that they practice what they preach, really in all areas of management, but particularly here. Senior leaders in a building have to be vaccinated in order to convince their own staff to do the same. There seems to be some renewed interest in the vaccine. Do you know why that is? Yeah, I think that the primary reason for that is the impact of the Delta variant and the rising cases we're seeing in this country. The Delta variant is twice as contagious than original strains, which is why it's infecting so many people and causing such a strain on our health system. And unfortunately, based on CDC data, many, if not most, instances of outbreaks in nursing homes can be linked to unvaccinated staff contracting COVID-19 in the surrounding community and bringing it into the facility. Staff need to be vaccinated to help protect all residents, even those who are already vaccinated from serious illness and death. It's well established that the residents that we care for are immunocompromised or have multiple underlying health conditions. This makes them susceptible to COVID-19. It also makes the vaccine naturally less effective in this unique population. And so we need to do everything we can to protect our elders that we care for. And one of the primary ways we can do that is by getting ourselves vaccinated so we're less likely to bring COVID-19 into the building. Nothing is 100%. These vaccines were never established as 100% effective. They were 90% effective which is an amazing feat that we've accomplished. But we have to remember that we have to reduce the chances of bringing COVID into the building. We have to reduce the odds of giving somebody else COVID-19. And the absolute best way we can do that, the most effective way we can do that is vaccines. I think the good news is that even with the power of the Delta variant, these vaccines are still proving to be extremely effective. So we have it within our power to stop this virus, stop further mutations, and protect ourselves and others through the vaccination. That is encouraging and a bit of optimism. It's always nice to end a podcast with some good news, and so thank you for sharing that. Also, thank you for taking time to talk to us today and sharing information about the resources available to long-term care facilities that will improve vaccine rates. And we will provide links to your resources in our podcast description so our listeners can easily access them. How can someone get more information and access the resources from AHCA that they have developed on the vaccine? Yeah, all of our resources are on our Get Vaccinated website. All you really have to do is Google Get Vaccinated and you'll um, come to us. All of our resources are free to the general public. We have videos, flyers, and handouts. And we're working on new resources to address some of the hot questions out there, like about the Delta variant right now. So there's a lot on there already, and there will be a lot more posted soon. And I'd invite anybody, whether or not they're in the nursing home, assisted living community, to visit our website and get information. Courtney, your trusted information is invaluable. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today. 
Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the Get Vaccinated campaign or access the communications toolkit, visit getvaccinated.us.